Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Emojis or memes. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. K-E-R-N-E-L or C-O-L-O-N-E-L? K-E-R-N-E-L. Oh, I thought you had named your computer Colonel Panic. I would never name my computer Colonel Panic. That should be wrestling. Isn't that I was gonna say, what's your how look, I don't wanna mix podcasts right now, Mm -hmm. but do you have a wrestling name and a wrestling persona? I don't, but this could be the start of it. (laughs) Would it be Colonel Panic? (laughs) I'm gonna beat you, I swear. Who said I wasn't going to? Uh, for those who are listening, first of all, hello. Hi. Hal was just saying that he's having computer troubles and, uh, something with something called kernel panic. And yeah. we have, as this episode began, decided that that should probably be his wrestling persona. You know, when it comes to kernel panic, the real ones know. <laughs> the real ones know. Uh, let's not talk about your other podcast. Can we not okay, do that? Fine. You're the one Hal's who brought other it up. Family. You said you don't want to talk about it. I know. Bring it up. Maybe you do want to talk. I don't about know. It. I don't know why. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about her. I don't want to talk about her. But what does she smell like? <laughs> A wrestling ring. Ooh, sign me up. <laughs> Hello, people of the world. Uh, okay. We're not here to talk about Hal's wrestling career which I'm sure will jump off to a really bright start sometime very soon. Of course it will. Let's talk about how this topic came up today. How? Sure. We're doing a member event for for MaxFun members, a little game night thing that MaxFun invited us to through a site called Backyard. And when you're waiting to play a game in Backyard, there's a little image of a die with the number three showing. And being who I am, I went and clicked on it while... While because if you see, staff, do not pull this rope and a rope, you sure. will pull the rope. I'm going to pull the rope. And also, you know, while they were explaining how everything was going to go, I went, ooh, a button. And I went over to it and clicked it. And then all of a sudden on the screen appeared is a hot dog, a sandwich. We're not going to talk about that any further. But no. what this die does is it generates topics of conversation. And I just kept clicking it to see what came up. And we all while, while the rest of us were trying to it. have a meeting. Yeah, of course. I, look, I have enough meetings in my everyday life. <laughs> if it's max fun meeting. I get excited about a meeting. I was like, oh, I'm having a real meeting. Wow. I even put up the curtain behind me and everything. Hal's over here goofing around playing with a dice button. Listen, I'll break you out of that. But one of the things that showed up on the screen was memes or emojis as a yeah. means of breaking the ice. And it feels like a lot of the conversations that we have. Listen, if you're ever in a situation where... You're having trouble generating a conversation with somebody or you get a little anxious around it. You can use almost any topic that we've discussed over 300 plus episodes and turn that into a conversation, including, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time, you go, hey, who do you prefer, Mark or Hal? (laughs) Or, hey, it's nice to meet you. My name's Mark. How do you hang your toilet paper? (laughs) Do you fold or roll your socks? (laughs) And I would like a number two. With a large fry, but a medium Shasta. So anyway, what do you think is the best soda size? All right. Here are the criteria. (laughs) So this topic today was suggested 
by an algorithm. Yeah. Or by some uh, entrepreneurial writer who came up with a bunch of these for a company called Backyard. Uh, so we are appropriating one of them as our own topic for this episode. The question is memes or emojis. How are you an emojis guy? Are you a memes guy? How often are you using these? I don't think I've ever thought of myself as either an emoji guy or a meme guy. Mm -hmm. And yet I use both all the time. And I think we all do. We're we're beyond the stage where there are people who know know where to get the dankest memes Mm -hmm. or the best emojis or find the perfect emoji for things. So I think that it's situational. But I, I use both pretty regularly in both business and personal life. What about you? I, uh, yeah, I use them. I use both of them all the time. I have a relatively small bullpen of emojis that I use. Mm-hmm. Like there are over 675 of them now, I believe. Yeah. That's a lot. And they're, you know, if you are having a conversation with someone and you want to express some sort of emotion, which is usually what I use it for rather than I use the little yellow faces that have assorted emotions way more than I use the assorted random nouns and objects. Right. Aside from funny pictures that you can create with assorted combinations, really it's generally it's the smiley face. It's the rosy cheek smiley face. It's the sad face. It's the LOL face. It's the winky kissy smiley face. It's the, you know what I mean? Like that sort of the ones that you see all the time are the ones that I use. And again, it's different for different people. You know, there are some people that I use a lot of emojis with and a lot of memes with. There are some people that I very much do not use any emojis or memes with. That's all usually more business related stuff. I use them all the time everywhere. My favorite emoji has become the mm-hmm. smiley face where it's like a, like a tilde for the mouth. So he's like, uh-huh. it looks like, it looks like the face is going. <laughs> That's my favorite one <laughs> that, that yeah. Jennifer found and just started sending to me randomly apropos <sighs> of nothing. And I thought it was so funny that it just became a way to respond to. Whatever is going on is a yeah. Now, there are there are some universal ones on there. Yes, there are a lot, there are plenty of universal ones. There are I, first of all, can we throw bitmojis into a wood chipper? I know oh, we always use, use them. I use bitmojis a lot. I love. You know who bitmojis. else uses them? Who? My dad. Yeah, bitmojis are great. The they're just they're just, because bitmojis they're less moji and more meme and more also like I feel like they're the hallmark greeting card. Uh, they're like personalized Hallmark greeting cards more than any real edgy meme or appropriate emoji is. They're the free, they're the freeform version of a meme where yeah. someone's like, I figured out what the kids are doing. Yeah. They honey, look at the memes. memes. Here's one. Yeah. So now no occasion can go by without me getting a weird cartoon picture of my dad in some outfit. Like I know he's going to be dressed as a turkey for Thanksgiving. Oh, sure. I know he's going to be like reclining over some matzah for Pesach. I know he's going to be popping out of a cake for my birthday. That is a lot for me to unpack. Yeah. Yeah. That your dad would wrap himself up in a cake for your birthday. Seems like a thing that, you know, a bit of an outdated uh, birthday surprise anyway is the person popping out of the cake. Regardless of whether it's in the zeitgeist or of the time or not, I don't need my dad to do the same thing for me that Erica Eleniak did for a bunch of sailors that weren't in the room in Under Siege. 
I don't need that. I don't need yeah. it or want it. I never asked for it. <laughs> Speaking of things that are in or out of the zeitgeist, Bitmoji, mm-hmm. I think, has a uh, Bitmoji could use a real Marie Kondoing because mm-hmm. there are some Bitmojis in there that no longer spark joy. That like you look at it and you're like, do I need me and a kangaroo doing Gundam style? <laughs> I don't. I don't think we still do. I don't. I don't know that we ever did. I think that's the only one we should keep. <laughs> I would like that to be. That feels like a meme. Mark Gagliardi in, right? in a kangaroo suit doing Gangnam style. <laughs> Though I will say one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite subcategories of Bitmoji is doing assorted things with animals. Like here's me and a cat. Both of us are brushing our teeth at the same time. Here's mm-hmm. me high-fiving a koala. Like it's just what is, I want to know what the relationship to animals that was, that was born in the imagination of the Bitmoji creators. Like how humans deal with other animals is pretty spectacular in that. They're saying they're programming. They're like, this is the only way the animals will be my friends. <laughs> I'm going to digitize. Now the cat will have to brush its teeth with me. It always just runs out of the room whenever I bring it in. I can't tell if the person that runs Bitmoji is Droopy Dog or Henry Gibson from Switching Channels. Neither. It's the it's the woolly mammoth that cleans dishes on the Flintstones. <laughs> it's says, a living. It's a living. <laughs> Boy, I sure hate this job, but one day I'll be part of a Bitmoji, so I guess it's worth it. (laughs) Mark will be dressed up in a Care Bear outfit, and the two of us will be on a tandem bicycle. What's that message about? You figure it out. Bitmoji. Go to bitmoji.com slash free. I also love that in Bitmoji, they give you the option of one of the Bitmoji you can use is an advertisement for Bitmoji that tells your friend new outfits available. Like, don't put that in the mix as one that I can use. Why pay for advertising when we have thousands of billboards using us every day? We'll have them put on a shirt that says, E, she isn't Bitmoji great. I hope all my friends will sign up for it, <laughs> but they'll look real coy about it. And then you'll hope all your friends sign up for Bitmoji. And then, and then we'll go straight to the bank and buy boats. <laughs> Look, somebody got rich off it. We can make fun of them, but somebody got rich off of the Bitmoji. Instead of buying a boat, it'll just be my friend Steve in a in a boat outfit high-fiving Popeye. <laughs> no, Popeye's proprietary. Can you have him high-fiving just a random sailor gator? That's right. But the difference is that this Popeye will have really big biceps and incredibly thin forearms. <laughs> oh, God. As much His as name... I want to talk to this guy all night. <laughs> Don't you want to meet Pop here? <laughs> He's your best friend. Oh, and when, when he eats radicchio, he becomes incredibly weak. This feels derivative and also significantly worse. Welcome to Bitmoji. <laughs> Bitmoji, derivative and distinctly worse. Distinctly worse. I guess what I'm saying is we should not factor Bitmoji into this decision. No, I think that, but this is an odd choice because it feels like they're two different things. Yes, in, in like the basic sense, a meme and a emoji serve the same function, which is, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words. Boom, there's a thousand words right there. Maybe a thousand and one or a thousand and two or a thousand and three. If someone has used impact font to add something 
to the photograph in meme form. But outside of that, I think they're two very different things. They are. A meme can pretty much be anything. Any fad is a meme, right? We're talking about internet memes right now and mostly, you know, internet memes that you send in a text message or in some form like that. Yeah, uh, generally or, or it's, a a, it's in a GIF form or it's mm-hmm. a text. You can create your own memes, but it, it becomes an image that is repeated over and over again, right. sometimes with the same text, sometimes altered for different jokes. And a great example of that are the John Mulaney sketches that he's done the last couple of times he hosted where his nephew has made a me. He's some like schlubby looking guy. And then his nephew posts a picture of him with a caption that's like, when your girl pregnant, but you ain't had sex. And <laughs> yeah. And it just, the internet takes it and goes crazy with it and creates a bunch of different punchlines. The uh, Irma Gerd, mm-hmm. uh, Gersberms is my fervent Burke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, well, that's, and that that's a huge and, thing about yeah. one of the big things that makes a meme a meme is that it is something that is hijacked and changed around. Yes. Actually, as described by the guy that invented the word, Richard Dawkins in uh, The Selfish Gene mm-hmm. was describing how ideas evolve and called it memetics, M-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, which gave the word meme to the world. And that like hijacking an idea, taking it's almost like being a DJ, right? Take You take it something, you sample it, you give it a new meaning and you put it back out there. But there's something about memes that feels fleeting. In the same way that the Gangnam Style Bitmoji does. Emojis to me feel like a language, like a more permanent language that is finding its footing and is almost like universally agreed to hieroglyphs across all cultures. And because they're part of Unicode, they're in every phone. Like the, the emojis in a Japanese phone are going to be the same as the emojis in an American phone. Right. Whereas memes feel like so of the moment of assorted groups of a lot of them are very inside jokes. Some of them are universal, you know, and but I guess the question that I'm asking now is, what are we considering a meme? Is every viral video ever a meme? Are we comparing apples and oranges here? No, a meme would be the gif of the guy who's who's looking like shocked a couple times Mm -hmm. or a meme would also be. You know, the Irma Gerd, Gersberms, that's mm-hmm. one. But a, a lot of reaction memes, like the, the video of anger from inside out blowing his top, mm-hmm. that has become a meme. Because you, in place of saying, I'm angry, or this annoys me, or right. writing a sentence, or even putting the angry emoji, you put that short gif, and that looping three to five seconds says a lot. So it is a, I think, a more complex way to communicate than than emojis. Now, both of them pale to actual written text. Yeah. We're not saying that either of these will or should replace writing, but no, they're shorthand. in the shorthand language, mm-hmm. I think memes for me are more fun. I like the fun of them and they make mm-hmm. me laugh a lot more. And finding the right one to send, you know, if I search for happy, I'll probably get five different faces mm-hmm. in emoji and it'll be like, The eyes open, smile. Mouth is open, smile. The eyes are closed. The hands are out. Not as many. If Mm -hmm. I put happy into a search for gifts, for memes, Mm -hmm. then I'll find a lot more, a lot more there. To me, every, any gift that you send via text that shows up in that search would qualify as a meme. Do you agree to that? 
Yeah. And if like you're using the, the, yeah, just the GIF search like built into, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess when we're talking about memes, we're talking about GIFs that get traded around for, you know, usually funny purposes and pictures too. Mm-hmm. Can be a solid a picture with writing on it with that classic font. impact font. Yeah. Yeah. That impact font on it. It feels to me though that the unlimited nature of gifts and memes does feel like a big plus. Like there, you will always be able to find some piece of a photo or a video or something throughout all of the art in world history, most of it from the last few years. You will always be able to find something that expresses exactly the emotion you want to express, which is a great thing about humanity over thousands of years that pretty much every emotion has been documented. Right. Are memes there to convey solely emotion, do you think? No, I think that emojis are. If I've successfully sent you an emoji, you know how I feel about something, and I can use it for a joke. Mm-hmm. I think that memes tend to unify people around an idea or a feeling or a joke, something that they either identify with or could never identify with that you sort of gather around it. I think there's something more communal to a meme experience, See, especially me, in that I, I disagree. creating it. You don't, you disagree? I disagree with that. I think that, why is that? I think that in a micro sense, yes. I think that a group of the office fans are all going to laugh at the same Michael Scott meme. It feels inclusive of an inside joke. Memes feel more inclusive of an inside joke. Emoji outside of the, the first round of emotional faces. I think it's meant to do a different thing or at its best. It could do a different thing. Like there were no, no emotional emojis really in the original 175 emojis that got made. It was like moon phases and weather and airplane. And like we can have a conversation with someone who speaks any language and you can get pretty far speaking in what are now at this point feel like universally agreed upon global hieroglyphs that mm-hmm. change maybe not as quickly as memes do but they change with the times with you know same sex partners and you know different cultural uh ethnic foods showing up and you know all the different changes that they've made since 2010 when unicode picked up emojis as almost as like an agreed upon alphabet the same way that you would with chinese characters arabic characters the characters that we have like it feels to me like we're comparing a wink and a nudge with an alphabet does that make sense it does make sense i think it's a really really well-made point i'm so proud of you thanks and- <laughs> no, you bring up a good point. It does sort of provide a Rosetta Stone. Mm-hmm. If one of us were trapped on a desert island, but somehow our phones had unlimited power, mm-hmm. and you had someone who did not speak your language at all, you could, through emojis, at least create a working language between the two of you, or yeah. learn enough of each other's language to communicate important points. Mm-hmm. What I was saying was less the drawback to that is that the changes happen when someone who is not you or I decides that they happen. Mm-hmm. So things like like same-sex couples being added or ethnic foods, that happens on their timetable, not ours, even no matter how right. quickly they react. A meme, by its very nature, is something created by the people. Yeah. 
and we collectively decide what it does or does not fall in that category and what doesn't or, or doesn't grow. So in that way, the power has shifted to the people as opposed mm-hmm. to something that is very centralized and is super useful, but also is only going to change when whoever is in charge of updating those things decides to update them. And that may right. not be on the same timetable for you or me, which is not necessarily an argument against it, just something to think of that they're one or the other. I'll, I'll tell you what, we're, we're wrestling with some very heady topics. Right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, we are. I think we all need to cool off. We need to lower the temperature in here, take a little break. Ooh, and when what are we going to talk about, well, well, you know what? We're going to do some breathing exercises. You and me. Oh, okay. No, right. I meant what I meant. What are we going to talk about during the break? Are we going to talk about other shows? Are we going to let the other shows talk about the other shows? The sky is the limit, Mark. Ooh, this is exciting. Are you holding a deck of cards in your hand? No, it's a vintage uh, Nintendo controller that was sitting on my desk. That's what we're going to talk about during the break. We'll be right back. (laughs) Are you ready to binge watch something old? The Greatest Generation is a podcast about Star Trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a Star Trek podcast. Hosted by me, Ben Harrison. And me, Adam Pranica. We get into the critical, the technical, the science fictional aspects of the show we love while roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And we've just begun Star Trek Voyager. So now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and become a friend of DeSoto today. I'm Mallory O'Mara, a weird fiction reader who enjoys whiskey and owns a book weight. And I'm Bria Grant, a science fiction reader who likes iced tea and reads to escape the world. And we host Reading Glasses, a weekly show that dives into reading suggestions, goals, complaints, and the really important questions like, what are the best reading snacks? And seriously, Mallory, what is a book weight for? Every week, we talk about reading. It's not a book club. You're not going to have to listen to us review a book you haven't read. You just have to be excited about books, authors, the bookish community, writing, and talking about reading. We can literally talk about reading, like, all day long. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Glasses. (laughs) I thought about doing that. (laughs) All right. Great. We're back. We're back. Did you want to lower the temperature of of what we were talking about with, uh, I didn't think it was a hot temperature, particularly. I want to heat it back up. Buddy, do do I need to to heat it back up and get this figured out? Oh, I thought you said I want you to back up. I was worried. I thought, do I need to check myself before I, in fact, wreck myself? No. Okay. Never check yourself. Just go ahead and wreck yourself with reckless abandon. Oh, I've been wrecking myself for years, my friend. (laughs) Now it's you've seen seen the choices that we both make after shows. Uh, (laughs) I don't know that either one is like a poster (laughs) for what you should do. You're like, let's go to a bar. I'm like, where has the most cheesecake? <laughs> I want, so why don't we just go to the bar fries, at the Cheesecake Factory? Put the French fries into the milkshake and round it up. And then put that in my mouth. Oh, my God. Yeah, a spigot? How do we do this? <laughs> if we both ordered a Frosty, I would add rum to mine and you would add fries to yours. <laughs> yeah, I would add another two Frosties. <laughs> Ooh, juggable. I can't help it. I love them. They're delicious. Oh, I got a blender. I mean, all right, we got a blender, mm-hmm. ostensibly to replace 
what Jennifer uses to make her smoothies, mm-hmm. which tastes like dirt. Yeah, they're but they're healthy smoothies. Like it, the motor, the motor, the, it had given up the ghost, the mm-hmm. old one. And so, looking for a new one, I was like, "This is how I will make milkshakes." And it makes a great milkshake. Now we have a proper. Ooh, we have a you got a you have a healthy blender and a not healthy, healthy blender. blender. Yeah, healthy Ooh. blender. Put it in there, and it's the Ben and Jerry's milk cho- uh, mint chocolate chunk. So it's got big ch- and it chops it up. Dude, get you a, a sleeve of Thin Mints, man. Oh yeah, I have some of those. You remember the mint? Oh man, what are they called? The ones that you get the from the makers mint slices. I have some mint slices. What what are those? They're from Arnott's, the people that make Tim Tams, and it's. Like you have the inside of you have a cookie, chocolate cookie, with the inside of a York peppermint patty, and then that's all covered in chocolate. Oh come on! You don't remember those from our trip? I no. Or was I do. it just me and Jennifer that were eating bags of those? No, I wasn't eating whole bags of them, but I remember them. I yeah, definitely remember, remember them. Yeah. yeah. All right, we have to get back to the topic of milkshakes. <laughs> we have to get to the topic of, you know, the very light topic, which is more valuable, a brand new global language or the Internet emojis. of all things. Are you saying emojis are not a new global language? And I just quickly make an argument for emojis. <laughs> no, you get back underneath there with your mimeograph machine where you're coming up with these ideas. Because I, we just put out a new one where you're surfing on top of a shark and it's trying to eat your toes and it says, hang 10. With a question mark. <laughs> Please get back under the desk. Okay. Hold on. Here I go. Do do do. Walking down the small stairs underneath the desk. We should make a emoji out of this. Carl, make a emoji out of this. Please make a emoji out. All right, he's gone. Uh, he's finally downstairs. Close the door, quick. Close the trap door. I didn't. Right, I never even noticed up. that tiny spiral staircase in this our mutual recording studio. I had to put in while you were at lunch. Oh, one nice. day. Yeah, they do it really fast. It's like Empire Carpet. They just come in and knock it out. Eight hundred five eight eight. Oh my gosh. Um, this is a hard one, and I think what we're going to need to do is come up with a pros and cons list for each of them. Okay. So that we are not comparing two very very different things. So opposedly. Uh, So let's start with memes. Okay. Pros of memes. You have the whole internet to choose from, which includes all of the art ever made. Right? Yes. You could in theory, you could in theory image search anything through history and time. Anything that's ever been recorded is probably on the internet. And you could in theory use it as a meme. They're also funnier. Right. At Generally, point, memes are funnier. Yeah, the poop emoji peaked and then crashed when Sir Patrick Stewart played, played it yeah. in the emoji movie. Look, I don't think the emoji movie needs to. Oh, we don't want to. We don't want to talk sway. about that. Yeah, we don't want to talk about the emoji movie swaying our thoughts. I'm developing a bitmoji movie. Oh my god! How we locked that door? Oh, there's a window to the outside down oh there. I had it built after the staircase. Oh, can you show me the window? Sure, here it is. This is the bitmoji of me. Hold on, let me lock the window. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, memes generally are funnier. I feel like, yeah, it's tough. Because it really does feel like we're comparing funny internet pictures Mm. with global language. Okay, so let's we'll let's do the pros. We'll do the pros okay. and memes. Are they are funnier? 
Yeah. Objectively funnier. And there is yeah. a wider variety of them available. They yes. can come, they can come from, from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they also can be very much of the moment. Mm-hmm. They are definitely cutting edge of whatever's happening in the moment. Something will happen in the morning and by lunchtime, it will be memed to hell. Maybe, yeah. maybe within an hour of that. Then the downside shifting to the downside for every funny one. There are a bunch that are not funny. Absolutely. For every, for every funny one that you find, there are a bunch that are either punching down or mean spirited mm-hmm. or tone deaf, tone deaf or just bad. Mm-hmm. And another downside is that they are fleeting. Exactly. Frequently. The fact that they're of the moment means that when the moment passes, they become mm-hmm. either nostalgic way, way longer down the road or just become completely obsolete. I'll say another downside of memes is that they can be disinformation and polarization machines. Meaning, true. I have seen some very, very extreme political memes that I think have done more damage to this country and this planet than entire speeches have because they can get passed around so easily. You know, here's a meme with a bunch of, you know, baloney facts about vaccines that isn't true and it gets shared millions of times on Facebook. Here's a meme, an anti fill in the blank of any marginalized or mm-hmm. in any way other group. Here's a reason to hate these people in meme form. I think that for every positive message that can be sent out in meme form, and there are a lot of them, unfortunately, I think that there might be an equal number of negative ones. I think you make a really good point. Can I can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. So the apartment that's across the way from you, the window behind you, I just saw the person who left and go down the stairs, come back up and go in. Do you Uh ever wonder if maybe there will be a murder and you'll be the only one who can solve it, but you'll have a broken leg and your nurse will be like, stop it, stop it already. And then Grace Kelly will be like, no, why don't you come out with me? Man, she is stunning in that movie. She is perfect. you're, You're just trying to itch it and it's all the way up to your hip and you just want to get back to being a photographer around the world. Yeah. And then I, but then I happen to witness a murder. Mm-hmm. And weirdly though, if I ever decided to, you know, tell that story to the world, the story would never leave the apartment that I was in. The entirety of the action of that story would take place in that apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Have we done best Hitchcock movie yet? Have we talked about this? No. Wait a minute. Have we? Hold on. I have yeah. the list in front of me. I'm going to look right now. Here we go. I'm doing a search. Producer Ken says no into our ears. We haven't. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, we haven't. Well, we're going to have to do that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, getting back to what you were saying. Uh, it's Rebecca. Oh, sorry. Wrong. I, I swear. No, you, you bring up a good point that it can be used for, for bad intent. And I think that that ultimately, I hate to cut this conversation short. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. Yeah, I think that emojis bring people like, yes, they're hilarious memes, but I think emojis bring people together. And I think too often memes tear people apart. Wow. Wow. Never thought about that. Not in that way before. Me neither. See, look at this is fun getting to actually think about things. The one thing that brings us all together is the delicious mix of meme and an emoji (laughs) known as the Bitmoji. That's my company. I'm Bobby Bitmoji. I'm Bobby (laughs) Bitmoji. I didn't realize Bobby Bitmoji. Is that Italian? 
on my mother's side. <laughs> Where you get your last name? It's a bit dash moji. Oh, gotcha. My mother's uh, Maria Moji. And, and Bobby you're, uh, Bit Moji. Bobby, Bobby Bit was your dad? And then my father was Bobby Bit. He always had a joke for everybody. And then uh, I would cut holes in things and put my head through it and say, look, I'm dressed like a fox and laying across a piano suggestively. What better way to say, just checking in. <laughs> so I think we have our answer. I think we do too. How? People of the world, we started today in a run through on a website we'd never been to before. And we got a topic, decided to tackle it. I think we both thought this would be one for the ages, just a slugfest going 12 rounds. Yeah. And we got a technical knockout in the third. Do we need to pad this a little longer? Is this too short an no. episode? No. The, the Rosetta Stone of our era is the emoji. Think about that. That is the Rosetta Stone for our era across all languages and cultures. Anyone who has a Unicode phone, which is pretty much everybody, has emojis that they send. And we use them to express some similar feelings enough that we can just explore and get to know one another on a very deep level, considering they're a bunch of silly little drawings. That's what makes emojis better than memes asked and answered. Wow. Look at that. Also, can I just throw in one more thing? I'm not trying to kick a dead horse here, but based on something that you just said. Yeah. It feels like you want to urinate on memes a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. It feels like memes are a completed dish and emoji are ingredients that you can combine in any way you want. Ah, you, know you lost I mean? it. You lost yeah. it. Did you I lose it on close. You Did sold I sold past, past the close? Why so it's now it? memes. It just switched. Nope. No. It's still emojis. <laughs> yeah. It's still emojis. You're lucky you pointed out how evil memes can be. Yeah. That, cause you brought it from like a 99 to 1% to like a 97 to 3%. If wow. you kept going. We could have gotten to 50-50 and that would have been a nightmare. This topic is closed, Mark. <laughs> yes. It's asked and answered. Asked and answered. Uh, but there are many more topics to discuss. Hey, here's an idea. Why don't you reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. Share your favorite emojis. Share some memes you like, you know, like the friendly kind. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us an opportunity to uh, dive uh, into a little bit of esoterica and find some uh, interesting new truths today. Uh, we are always excited to get together and talk and you are the reason that we get to do it. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.